You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans. Entertainment capital of the East Coast, Long Island. <laughs> it's the Loftus Party podcast. Holy crap. What what a crazy two weeks. We're going to get you up to speed. We got uh, the gimlet on the other end of the phone located Hello. somewhere. Hello. Still, uh, you're not, I was going to make a joke about New Mexico. I don't know why. It just, it just <laughs> popped into my head, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that. So uh, this is the new this is the new show from the new digs. If it sounds a little if it sounds a little empty and hollow, it's because that's that's my life right now. <laughs> Your life isn't empty. Your living quarters just is. Oh, it, your life is actually quite full. <laughs> I don't I don't know how many more of these I can do. I don't know how many more of these uh, big it's, moves it's, I can do. It's just time to get the family out of the fireplace known as California. Yeah, it's uh, 
I did Fox and Friends the other day. That's the other. That's the the wonderful thing. Uh, I can I can tell everyone now. Uh, I've been holding this deep dark secret. I've been I got this deep dark secret. My uh, a friend a friend of mine. I can call him my friend now because we, we know each other and I worked on his last show. Uh, uh, Kevin James, who did uh, we did a show together called Kevin Can Wait. Uh, and that's where he and I met, and it's uh, all well and good and fantastic. He's doing a show for Netflix. So, again, uh, we're filming in these uh, huge, lovely studios uh, out on Long Island. And so I have once again uh, returned. I have returned to the East Coast. So the last two weeks were just uh, bonkers. We're just absolutely bonkers. Out doing shows, so much stress. Uh, Gimlet, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. I was thinking about it this morning uh, as I woke up on my slab of concrete. Like, this is the first day in almost, I don't know, it feels like a month. It feels like a month where I'm like, oh, crap, okay, I don't have to pack. I, I don't have to, I don't <laughs> have to pack a suitcase. I'm not waking up in a hotel. I'm actually uh building a little fort so for for that listen i'm not complaining i'm 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 very very thankful i've got uh i've got a lovely place to live that is way too expensive but uh whatever so that's well, what's been long island that is long island it is yeah. long island i got uh i got finally got internet the other day i've been i feel like i've been like not asleep at the switch but uh just so much going on uh, I haven't been as active as I wanted to be on the Facebook, and oh my gosh, uh, did I ever send you that photo of what? Uh, well, I can't post videos anymore. I can't. I can't post videos anymore from my phone to Facebook. I don't know if that's uh, what. That, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'll shoot a video and I'll, I'll edit it on my phone, and I'll go to post it to Facebook, and it'll go, "Hey, we'll let you know when your post is ready," and the post is never ready. It never does. And then last week I posted it. They've dialed me back. And it's just like, okay, once again, that little game continues. Uh, last week's Can you video. you upload it to YouTube and then post the link? Well, what I, what I, what I do is uh, I put it on the loft. I always put the videos at the Loftus party. And then I posted the link to that. But it's nice just to, here's some things that I haven't done. Like I could put ads because we're up to almost 15,000 people on Facebook now, once you get over 10,000 people, you can put ads on it. And I just don't want to do that. I just, I just, I just like it that people can watch the videos. Uh, but like last videos have been getting like 25,000, 75,000, a hundred thousand. Like the videos are just, they've been doing quite well. Last week's video for a solid week, for a solid week had zero views, zero. But lots of comments. Right. <laughs> comments and shares so anyway uh that continues but nobody was watching but no one no one was watched so uh i just i guess i i just want to apologize uh to uh the people who listen to the show the 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 people who you know uh are are interactive and they're like wow what's going on with that guy that's that's dopey because we had uh we had the freedom to laugh shows I was traveling back and forth and then trying to find a place to live and packing up stuff. And it was so now I feel like uh, my my feet are firmly planted. The Freedom to Laugh shows. What a fun time that is. Oh, and before I forget, I got to plug. I got to plug the show. Uh, we're going to be filming a special for Fox Nation. That will be November 24th. 
and that will be in an area of the country, Schaumburg. Schaumburg. It's a it's a suburb of Chicago. Uh, yeah, right. That's what we like to do. But it's it's just a gore. It's a huge improv. Uh, mm-hmm. Seats seats like five hundred people. It's all set up, you know, for cameras and. Fox Nation will be able to bring in their cameras and and film it. We'll do behind-the-scenes stuff. It's going to be myself, Reno Collier, Brian Hayner, and uh, I I believe uh, Kat Timpf, uh is going. I'm okay. Jim, I'm, I'm going to try to convince her to do time. I'm going to I'm going to try to convince her to do some stand-up. Uh, so so that's when the special's taping. Then I don't know when that'll come out, but you guys listen to the show and and I'll I'll keep you up to speed. So. That's what's been going on. I felt I felt like you guys uh, deserved an explanation. But I will say this: on the upside, on the upside, mm-hmm. holy crap! When's the last time you upgraded your cable system? Um, never. We don't really watch TV. <laughs> okay, I have. I uh, uh, I well, like I've, my apps on the TV. Okay, so when's the last time you, you you updated your internet? I bundled it. I bundled it with this company called Optimum, which I found out got bought out by this French company called Altis. I have a very French uh, cable system internet. It's pretty damn fast. It's pretty yeah. and oh my god! And and they got the thing. And you know me, I love I love the gadgets. I press I press the little button on the remote control and the mm-hmm. TV starts listening and I just go, uh, you know, HBO and boom, it turns the channel to HBO. I'm not gonna, it's, it's fantastic. I do like not George like Jetson devices that listen to me. Mm. Well, this is an act you, you have to activate the microphone. It's not passive. That's what you listening. think. That's that what is you what think. I think. That is what <laughs> I think. Mm. Sorry. And then, and then my, uh, uh, there's something weird where the t- the TV's like linked with Google or something, and they wanted to use my location. I'm like, no, thank you. I told it no, thank you, but who knows if it actually listened? So well, did you hear what Google's trying to buy now? No, what's ours? They trying did. to buy now? Oh, I th- they did. I think they did. No, I think I think they're trying to, or they've made an offer. I don't think they've done it yet. But throw your Fitbit in the garbage. Uh well aren't throw aren't, it aren't, in the garbage. Aren't the cool kids using the Apple Watch anyway? Listen, I, I I'm not I'm not a Fitbit kind of guy. I would be depressed. My fit would be like, dude. <laughs> that would be the the, the sign. Would be, really? Come on now. <laughs> My fit would be like, seriously, you're you're gonna have a, a box of cookies from uh, IKEA for dinner? Is that what you're doing? Okay. IKEA sells cookies. Oh, and guess what? So I'm, listen, <laughs> I'm I'm going to IKEA a lot, and and I think the cookies are called like Keck, you know, like that uh, like that uh, like the frog. That's... Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm in line, and you know what? People are awesome. I'm t- I'll t- okay. So I'm at IKEA. I'm, I've been going to IKEA a lot. I'm putting together uh, a table, and ch- I've had I literally. If I'm not sitting on my my mattress. I'm sitting on the floor. So I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I got the podcast coming up. I got to put stuff on the website. I bought a, t- I bought a table and some chairs. And so I was putting those together last night. So as I'm, I'm in the line to leave I- Ikea, this guy and his wife, girlfriend, whatever, 
Uh, I hear them talking. He's like, uh, what, you don't want the big umbrella? You'll need the big umbrella. And she's like, it's too big. It's the, yeah. And he's he, he must have turned to talk to her. This umbrella barely taps me. The point of the umbrella barely taps me on the shoulder. And like for some reason, <laughs> that is thought to be funny to like completely overreact. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm suing. I'm suing. And the guy starts cracking up. He's like instantly in on the joke. And he's right. like, we can exchange information. I'm so sorry. How's your eye? Can you see? I'm like, my eye is dead. I can't see it. Like, and we had this whole like little riff. Very funny. Uh, we're passing time in the line. And then I see they have cookies. So I'm like, I'm going to get a box of cookies. And then I do the joke. I'm like, but boy, if I have to put these things together, I'm going to be pissed. His, <laughs> his wife thought that was the funniest thing ever. So I actually, <laughs> I took a picture of the box of cookies. I put it on <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> and people are like laughing and stuff. So I'm putting together the table and chairs last night. I reach in to have a, a handful of Keck cookies. I'm like, let's see what these are all about. They're delicious. Thank you, Greta Thunberg. Thank you, Sweden. Your Keck cookies did are you, fantastic. Did you see what happened to Greta Thunberg? I saw she was hanging out with Leonardo DiCaprio, and she oh, looked about oh, to wet she, her pants. She was so happy. She um, apparently was taking another sailboat to another climate conference, mm. and it was like several weeks of a trip and they moved the conference oh no oh so no. i think she had to fly to meet leonardo oh oh jacked up what is she like know? halfway across the ocean she i, I have no idea i just saw i just saw the like bare bones of the story flying through twitter i'm like that's too funny and then someone tweeted, can you imagine how many CO2 emissions we'd save if we stopped having monthly climate conferences? Indeed. I, all I saw... Oh! Yeah, the, the, it's, it's, it's can nuts. I, can I just say... I think you can. Your, your governor in California is just the worst. Between... Uh, between the governor in California and the leadership in New York, I, I uh -huh. really really don't know where <laughs> I gotta stop bebopping back and forth you have a governor in New York who said we never had hurricanes before climate change that's so there you go so someone who's never cracked no Chris Cuomo works really hard to be the dumbest brother in that family mm -hmm. like that's not easy it ain't so and your your home state governor is now really really mad at President Trump why? What did what happened? Well, because President Trump went there like during the last fires because fires in California are now an annual event because y'all been stacking up kindling for like four decades. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, yeah. So he's whining on Twitter today. The president is trying to to dash our, you know, climate change program and we're trying to do it to stop the fires. I'm like, how dumb do you think people are? Well, other than the ones that keep voting for you, it is. Uh, well, that's the great that's the great struggle that we're that we're in right now. We're we're in this, and it's it's not hopeless. Sometimes I think it is, but today, fortunately, I don't. But it's like it is mass hysteria. Uh, just sounds too negative. But it's like they they literally 
uh, believe it all. They're they're down with all of it in California. They're down with all of it. Uh, there's I, hope. That we need to drink out of you know recyclable this. We need to do that. We need to do this. We need to throw more money at the problem. Please, please, please give more control to the state. Please give more control to the no, state. You Don't you want to live? It's it's gonna become our first third world state. Seriously. I'm sorry. It's it's damn it's damn close. You it's know I mean. Close. Okay, so I tweeted yesterday. I mean, God knows if something happened to you, Pam and the kids, I would help you guys in any way I could. Because Yo. you're not stupid and you know what's going on is dumb. Yes. Okay? Um, my friends up in Northern California, God forbid something happened to their homes, I would send them any help that I could. I will not give any money to an aid relief agency for general relief for these buyers until these idiots start voting for people who would will make better policies but guys this is your fault because of who you vote for they're not putting that math together i swear this is like you know what show this loftus party show is like ground zero for people who do that math who like it's the leadership man it's leadership go ahead i interrupt and then i was so pleased and i rarely retweet the president i just think he gets enough coverage yeah um but he actually said, I don't know that I'm going to give any federal money for this. I told him to get rid of the kindling last year, basically. Yes. Like, this is yes. ridiculous, guys. Do you not see a pattern? It's like a kid that plays with the stove. Kid plays with the stove, and then he burns his hand, and you go, okay, so I guess you shouldn't play with the stove, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And then you come back a little bit later, and the kid's got the stove. I'm like, okay, I, I guess you like burning your hand. You, you need to keep doing this. And I, I, I swear, when I said this, when I said this on the five, I said this on national flipping TV, and right. and the and the panelists were shocked. Why? <laughs> like, I, I, seriously, they're not putting together the math. Like Dana Perino and Jesse Waters were like, "Oh, interesting." I'm <laughs> like, it has to get worse. It has to get worse. It absolutely. It's gonna, ha- it's gonna have to. But how much worse can it possibly get? I don't know, but like right now they have this supervillain. It's like it's like Donald Trump is Darth Vader, and like when when the wells go dry on Tatooine, they're like, well, I guess that's Darth Vader's fault. What? No, no. that's not. Donald Trump had nothing no. to do with this. He just his EPA just loosened up the water restrictions in Northern California and to the Valley. Like, yeah. let the water in. It's, it's let the water in. It's. It's mad and let people clear their property and do controlled burns every once in a while. They, they were actually there were actually reports and PG&E had to put out a statement. Please stop attacking our people like PG&E guys are out there getting shot at like this is PG&E's fault. They used to clear trees 15 to 20 feet away from the big power lines. Yeah. So that if anything happened, a fire wouldn't start. start. Now they don't let them do that anymore. This is not PG&E's fault. They're going to, and, and PG&E is, is about to go bankrupt if they're not in Chapter 11 already uh, from the massive. I guess uh, then the lights really go out. You know what was really interesting, though? Hold on. I got a great idea for a T-shirt, and I got to write it down. And I wish, <laughs> seriously, you know you know the, the, the California, that bear they use as the logo? Yeah. And it's yeah. like the Golden State. Do that, but have the bear on fire. We just, 
I don't know why I think that's so funny. Golden Glow State. Um, the Golden Glow State. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm I was literally actually, writing that down. I was actually watching an older video. The Golden Crispy Steak? I'm sorry. I think Golden Glow might be the best. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> watching an older video today. It was probably, I don't know, like maybe nine nine months or a year old. Yeah. Every once in a while, you see some speakers. You're like, you're like oh, I'll listen to that. Um, and Charles C.W. Cook was on with... Um, Dan Crenshaw. And okay. And Charles goes back to what happened prior to Margaret Thatcher being elected and was talking about rolling blackouts and all this, everything that natural disasters, everything that's going on in California. It and then changed. Margaret Thatcher came in on a wave. And after about six years, most of the country was like, you know what? This is working out. Yes. You know? Yes. However, when, she was the when, devil incarnate. She was the devil. I, I mean, know, I just remember. When is California going to figure this out? You've got groupthink in government, and they're all dumb. Uh, yes, and it's and it's all it, it, literally. This all goes back yeah. to they're making emotional decisions. It's all emotions, 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 and no. nothing is based on fact. But the state of California is involved in about 32 frivolous lawsuits against the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. And then they light the state on fire again because they don't know how to clear kindling. Yep. And then they're like, we need federal dollars. No. In some, you I know, don't in some places. So. I don't think so. <laughs> I it's, think you need to take responsibility for your own stupidity. It's illegal to clear that stuff. I know. And it's, it's uh, you've got it's homeowners yet, who are begging to do it. That, that the forest fires that result kill the bunnies and the birds and the butterflies too. It's I don't know how much more has to be destroyed before people put it together. Definitely, definitely the people who own the properties out there on the perimeters. Definitely the people who have the the property up near the Getty Center. It's got to be horrible for them because they can see it. They can see it. They go, man, right beyond my property line. <clears throat> there it's just it's like you said kindling, kindling, kindling. yeah and then it's this great I mean, catch 22 we... of like if you get rain you get rain in the winter and it's like okay we got rain hooray and then it's like okay next summer that rain that encourages all those weeds and all that grass to grow <laughs> you're gonna burn it's bad i mean are we like literally getting to the point now where people's houses have burned down twice I believe so. Jeez, I believe Louise. so. And that they're they're insur- I can't even imagine what their insurance is like. I can't even imagine what the insurance is like. So yeah, California, it's it's gotta get it's gotta get worse before it gets better. And uh, you know, you, you, then you then you factor in the homeless uh, situation, and and that's gonna be another full time government agency. I think it was Tucker Carlson. We might have talked about this last week on the show. Where he's what like on last week, uh, two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, uh, where where it was like, uh, you know, the state of, uh, I think it was like San Francisco has a has a little agency now, and then this is where the danger is. You have a government agency that's its full time job is to do something about the homeless crisis. So now that's going to be more taxes, more wasteful spending, yada yada. And like I think it was like San Francisco, they've got they've they've set aside twenty four million dollars uh, to handle the home, but they haven't done anything with the money. They haven't done anything. Like they're they're well, not implementing I mean, any kind of change or plan. 
and and Los Angeles is bad, and New York it's the, it's the same all over the place. They've got tens know, of millions but, of dollars. I mean, the thing about it is, there's articles all over the place, even in the lefty journals, talking about what a racket the not-for-profits that deal with the homeless in California are. I mean, that $24 million is nothing but cash to line activist pockets. That's all yes. it is. Yes, and it's, it's Nothing really... will get done. And what actually needs to happen, because they're, you know, I believe in compassion, okay? Oh, and, you're weak. Yeah. And, and leaving, <laughs> no, leaving people with uncontrolled schizophrenia on the street is not compassionate. No. Those people need to be cared for, <laughs> and they are best cared for in some kind of hospital-type setting where we can make sure they take their medications so they don't feel that crazy. And you know what I'm ready to do? Here's what I'm ready to do. I'm ready to rethink the, the entire thing. Well, no, I mean, I'm like, like mental hospitals have such a negative... Uh, connotation because you go right back to like Victorian age uh, you go back to like the 70s and, and cuckoo's nest where these poor souls were prisoners and they were getting shocked and yada yada yeah, but it's like but what, why can't we better than that now that's what I'm thinking you could have like uh, group uh, home almost... setting is something seriously like a series of like bungalows I mean you don't want to make it something. too nice because everyone but like seriously, make it make the environment better, uh, and and just ensure people that like there's no shock therapy unless they want it. But then, who but knows? I mean, this this is got. I mean, you have so many people out there that have left their families. They have no support around because they're living outdoors and it's better weather. Um, in in reality, there's... we need to put people back closer to their support system and give them a place to live where people are going to monitor them, make sure they have their prescriptions, make sure they see their doctors, and, you know, then reintegrate them into society with support. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there's a guy, and I think I've spoken about this dude before on the show. Uh, there's a guy in my neighborhood, and it's just, it's just, he's he's in that cycle. He's in that cycle. Mm -hmm. he'll, he'll, uh, he'll show up, and he'll look normal. Uh, and, and everything's wonderful and he's well put together and he has a, you know, regular street clothes on and, right. you know, and he's walking around, he's walking around. Uh, and then you start to see, okay, well now he's just wearing a shirt and he's got his jacket around his waist. Okay. That's step one. Then all of a sudden he's wearing his shirt, uh, around his waist too, as if it's a skirt. And then he's got his, uh, his hair up and then he starts, he starts wearing like costumes like old, weird, uh, he, I don't know where he gets them, but like he's been a cheerleader before, he's been a clown before, right. and he just slowly devolves, and then he's just full-on like schizophrenic, and he's talking to himself, and it gets really bad, uh, never violent, thank God, uh, and then as it gets bad, suddenly he'll disappear, and he'll be gone for like a month. Obviously, somebody scooped him up, and they put him back on his meds, and then a couple weeks later, uh, he'll come back, and you're like, oh, that guy's back, and he looks normal. And then it's just, you can set your watch by it. Oh, now he's got his now he's got his jacket around his waist. Okay, let the games begin. And he just goes full-on crazy. They scoop him up. This has happened like six or seven times. It's a full-time job keeping up with those guys. 
So, but I mean, it's it, it to me, it's like you know, we have we have people in in society have certain disabilities. Say, some people have Down syndrome where they can't take care of themselves, right? Yes. And we have some very high functioning people with Down syndromes who can live with certain supports in their own apartment, let's say. Um, yeah. But we need to kind of have a range of services where people with severe mental illness can take advantage of the services they need to stay stable so that they can have a part-time job, participate in the economy, do what they, I mean, these, I once had a schizophrenic tell me, came into the hospital when I was a nurse, that the reason most of them go off their meds is the same reason most people do drugs. The hallucinations are actually kind of fun for a bit. Yeah. Um, and they just need to be managed, have a good support system, and 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 you know the same types of services we would give to people that we consider to have a different type of disability, like Down syndrome, like autism, like it, you know, etc. We don't put those people out on the street. Why do we put mentally ill people out on the street? Uh, I, I I think uh, my knee-jerk reaction is because you cannot. Uh, first of all, it's wrong. You know, it's it's wrong, and I, I'm agreeing with you 110. percent But I wonder if it's like a uh, if is is it a visual thing? Like because a person with a mental illness, you can't see like a bone sticking out of their arm. You can't be like, oh man, you need a hospital. You can see him running around wants- in a cheerleader costume. <laughs> Yes, you can. And that's when they scoop the guy up. That's when they scoop him up when he's covered when he's uh, covered in, in, in dirt and, and nastiness and he's leaving little weird totems around the neighborhood. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. There's something something needs to be done. California ain't going to get better uh, until it gets worse. It ain't going to get better until it gets worse. OK. Yeah, I know. That's that's my thoughts. Uh, and, then, and then I'm I'm getting into all kinds of trouble. Why? What has happened? Because I have had it to my eyeballs with this quid pro quo nonsense. Because I actually did my own homework. I've actually been reading sources translated from Ukrainian. And you know what I found out? What did you find out? That the Ukrainian press actually tells the truth. Like on a far greater scale than the media here does. I I would have to believe that. I would have to believe that we're uh we're in an we're in an epic epic struggle. Once again, there's not. I mean, of course, there's something funny about everything, but Just it is. Why? It is. Uh, I I don't know what a good what the best metaphor is. I think the best metaphor is probably uh, you know like uh, the Matrix. I. I really do believe it. It's can we just can we just take the the, the the most fundamental lie that I keep correcting people on, which is the most fundamental lie I have heard is that the investigation into Burisma was Burisma. dormant, holding dormant when Joe Biden had the prosecutor fired. That is a lie. I, I haven't even heard that. I've heard this it, is well because no, it wasn't a quid pro quo. It wasn't a quid pro quo. The guy was just corrupt. He was so corrupt. He was never charged with anything. 
Well, this is what they're like, George Stephanopoulos and all these like the, you know, the United Nations said that uh, the guy wasn't, they said uh, he wasn't investigating and that's why he was fired. Uh, that's, that's, that's the February, one that I've heard a lot. February 2nd of 2016, he filed court papers and had the assets of the owner of Burisma seized. Uh, he was fired after a month of Joe Biden putting pressure on the Ukrainian government in March of 2016, after which the owner of Burisma settled for back taxes and somehow his travel ban to the U.S. magically disappeared. Yet Shokin, the prosecutor who was fired, and Lutsenko, the person who replaced him, couldn't seem to get visas to the United States. Here's the, here's the one. Nothing that, to see here, folks. Nothing to here's, see here. Here's the one that's killing me. <clears throat> like uh, all the new whistleblower. You got this other guy. Oh, my uh, God. The, the military, the army man, the army man. man. And he's Amen. like, he's like, I heard about it. I heard about the conversation and I was worried. Like I give, I, I you don't matter, dude. I don't care what you heard and how, and why you were worried. I've seen the transcript. I've seen the, tra like, I can't even believe that it's getting any traction whatsoever. It's like, he uh oh, here's someone else who overheard something from a no. guy who heard something. It's madness. Edmund was actually on the call. Dun, dun, outside dun. the chain of command to report his concern. And his biggest concern is that the president, this is so backwards, the president of the United States might usurp our foreign policy in the Ukraine. Excuse me, sir. The president of the United States, these United States, set the foreign policy. It's your job to implement it. Yes, and so that this is now so backwards. On, now we've landed on what the real problem is, and this is what a couple weeks ago we were talking about. That there was a writer at Rolling Stone who finally put it together, and it's mm -hmm. crazy to watch people like, "Oh, this up. could this could be bad." You could have yeah. a bunch of unelected officials deciding who they want the president. Like, it, that's not yes, the way this works. You elect somebody. That's the guy in charge. Okay, let's do things his way. Hey, military dude, you're, you're literally, you're literally a hired gun. You're, you, do, you do what that guy tells you to do. It is completely backwards. Uh, and the, 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 you know, the CIA and the FISA courts and the let's look into Papadopoulos – that's what we've been screaming about forever. You can't have a bunch of unelected bureaucrats deciding who's the leader of the free nation. That's just well, and you can't have them. You can't have them determining our foreign policy. And I'm telling you what, because I have done my homework, I've done a lot of reading and a lot of watching, and I have watched everything from Oliver Stone to the anti-war left to conservative bloggers who've been looking into this stuff for a long time, okay? Yeah. We are about to find out in the next couple weeks some really, really awful stuff that Hillary Clinton's State Department did. It's I hope civil. so. Guys, if you want to Google yourself, Google Civil Society 2.0 and Tech Camp. And the really weird thing about tech camps you, you is were there's breaking been... up. You, hold on, hold on. You were breaking up okay. so bad there on my side. You, I need really? To Google. What? Yeah. 
Civil <clears throat> Society 2.0. It was a program started by Clinton that included something called tech camps, T-E-C-H, tech, right? Okay. Oddly, these tech camps were done in every country where we had a leader get overthrown. Ukraine, Syria, Iraq, Libya, all over the place. They have basically, in the State Department, taken the democratization of information and how you make something go viral and weaponized it to put young activists who are very impressionable and want to rally around something in front of bullets. And I'm not kidding. Michael. You're gone. I'm gone. Oh my gosh, that was like comedically bad. It was. What? Are, are you? I listen. You were breaking up so bad there. I'm hoping that we're still recording. We are. It was like, oh, you're like, uh, the, you know, tech camps, and they figured out, uh, you know, ways to make things go viral, and it's in every this and that, and then there was a long, there was a long silence, and then you go, I kid you not. <laughs> it was like, really? Yeah. So I don't know. I can repeat it. <clears throat> well, uh, what I need to Google Hillary Clinton and tech camps. The State Department and tech camps and a program called Civil Society 2.0. Civil Society 2.0. Yep. Oh, I and, and I'll, I I can send you a bunch of links. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. That's uh. That's, so what do they do? They set up these tech camps, they get activists in there, and then they, they make something go viral and they sway public opinion? Is that what it is? Yep. We have a bunch of NGOs attached to the State Department because that's an NGO. A non-governmental or, non organization. Okay. There you go. Um, so we have a bunch of NGOs that are attached to the State Department that were established in the early 1980s because Ronald Reagan was a very smart man. Um, and was worried about um, power being consolidated, basically, in the bureaucracy. Um, so there's several of them that are attached to the State Department in particular. Um, and these organizations go out and they support um, new media stations. Um, there was actually a viral video before the Maidan revolution, which is the revolution that happened in Ukraine sent the old president to Russia and had Poroshenko come to power. Um, it was called I Am Ukraine, and it was supposedly this grassroots thing. No, it was produced by one of our NGOs. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's definitely going to be on my top five list of uh, super creepy, I don't care for it moments. Well, it, it, it's super creepy, and as you're reading through this stuff, Right? Yes. You're like, okay, seriously, like, where's my tinfoil? Because if somebody had told me this three or four years ago, I'd be like, yeah, stop watching Alex Jones. Right? And then you literally start Google. Well, I don't Google. I duck, duck, go because I won't touch Google. Um, but I'm searching for things on the internet, and these videos start coming up. And what was super creepy to me, and I actually have a video of it, is when I first started Googling, Oliver Stone, and I, I can't stand Oliver Stone. I agree with him on almost nothing. Right? Okay. 
Um, he's very Putin friendly. I take everything in this documentary with a grain of salt, unless there's photographic evidence, right? Oliver I, Stone. I, Oliver Stone is Putin friendly, and you're Putin free. You have a <laughs> you have a you have a Putin allergy. I have a Putin allergy. I don't <laughs> think he's a real honest broker. Little things like that. Um, but now, like today, President Trump is getting all this crap for saying Ukraine is not a real country. If you look at Ukraine's history, it's not. Um, it's been broken up in bits and pieces and this geographic thing was slammed together after the, you know, fall of the Soviet Union. But if you look at elections in Ukraine, literally split down the middle, east and west, the east tends to vote for Russian friendly candidates and the west tends to vote for Eurocentric candidates. Yeah. Like you can actually look at it and say, yeah, they're not really a united country. (laughs) They're not. Until the guy that was just elected, he got like 70% across the country. That's unheard of in Ukraine. The, so the sitcom guy? Seems like he's kind of like, yeah, the comedy guy. Um, Zelensky. But, like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this, this video that, that Oliver Stone put together. And then I start Googling the things he's talking about and opening windows over here while I'm watching, right? Because that's how I do it. And I start yeah. Googling the people. Um, we literally have pictures of Victoria Newland meeting with nationalists who are like neo-Nazis. And they were the guys carrying the torches and the red and black flags during Maidan. And then wow. you have a conversation between Victoria Newland and Gregory Pyatt, who was our ambassador at the time that got leaked, where they're actually talking about how to keep these people out of the government, but make sure the people in the government that they want talk to these guys a couple times a week to keep everything calm. They're literally planning the government of Ukraine, and the only part of that call that made the mainstream media was at the end of the call, Victoria Newland said, F the EU. But she said, you know, the full word. <laughs> that was a big problem. But none of the rest of the call where they are literally figuring out who's going to be in the new Ukrainian government after after Yanukovych went to Russia. And like nobody has a problem with that. Well, you've you've touched upon it. And this go uh, our, our media is is a joke, is an absolute joke. And with each passing day and with each new headline, uh, they they reveal themselves to be more and more. It's it's not laughable, but they're they're incompetent boobs. They're completely. It's like what you just said in in the past five minutes or two minutes or whatever has been more informative and more insightful. And I you know I'll, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna you know I trust you and I trust your research abilities and I'll look at it. But it's just gonna it's just gonna bum me out. Because you just see more evidence of like, man, no one, no one. It's just like the media is a joke. It's I mean, it's I'm an like, absolute joke. It's I'm, I'm go ahead. sitting here going, okay, so you literally have a clip of Jake Tapper arguing with Jim Jordan about the prosecutor general Shokin investigating Burisma and Jake Tapper screaming. At Jim Jordan, no, no, that investigation was dormant. Well, yeah. it wasn't. Court papers were filed a month before. 
Like, I'm sure why you're... can't Republicans just get up and say this? I... The only quid pro quo that has come out in this entire situation is Joe Biden's. The... And why in the world, why in the world we would let a man run for leader of the free world and not tell his voters, oh, by the way, he did this before? Why does he get shielded from his prior bad acts because he happens to be running in the Democratic primary? Okay, here's why Republicans won't stand up and say something. Because they're doing it too. They're doing it too. If you look at Hunter Biden's track record, and this is the one that like, I put in my video, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you go back on the YouTube channel and look at that, where it's like, wow, it's right, it's it's right there in black and white, but no one is bringing it up. Uh, when Hunter Biden got out of college, or or, or this is before he got booted from the Navy, uh, George W. Bush uh, put him in charge. He put him on the board of directors for Amtrak. I know. He so there, so there, that's that's all that's all I need to hear. He doesn't know yeah. crap about natural gas. He doesn't know crap. He had a lobbying firm with uh, John Kerry's son where they were lobbying for online gambling, whatever. Like, I'm sure he knows about gambling, but like, like what qualified him to be on the board of directors for Amtrak? It's like right out of an uh, uh, out of an Ayn Rand novel. Once you're in those positions of power, it, like George Bush is like, hey, Joe, I'm going to do you this favor. I'm going to take care of your kid. And then, you know, it's just, it's nepotism and it's gross and disgusting. And that's the swamp. And that's why they that, hate Trump. Yes. And that's why Republicans aren't being vocal. Thank God they all voted uh, against this whole in, impeachment sham. But it's, that is exactly what the root of it is. And, I, and I'm oh. sorry, you guys, but like, this is, uh, this is the third movie in the trilogy Right now, we are at the point where how much power does the media have and can like informed citizens and citizen journalists, you know, like yourself, can we sway it? They're doing everything they can. Facebook will make your, you know, oh, no more political ads on Facebook, no more political ads on uh, on Twitter or, or, or oh, I whatever. Thought Facebook was still going to do them. Yeah, Facebook's still doing them. Uh, I think Twitter stopped, supposedly. Well, yeah, but it's Jack, like they Jack, want. Jack doesn't think handle it you guys all know right but like political ads that are on tv and the radio right (laughs) they've gone to such a point they've gone to such a point where it's like oh my god when 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 they killed al Baghdadi, when they killed that guy and and you have like the washington post austere austere religious scholar that's it that's it tater this morning no, no, I didn't. But like that oh, moment, that moment, that moment told me everything. Like they don't care. Here's a guy like he burns people alive in cages. He rapes uh, people. He's a murderous. He's the worst of the worst. And that and that the that the Washington Post would go that far to call him an austere religious scholar. That tells me everything. That tells me everything. They do not care about us. They just care about uh, about winning and keeping this horrible <clears throat> system in place. It's much worse. So what did what did Tater do this morning? Oh God, Brian Stelter, also called Tater. Somebody actually got suspended yesterday for calling him a pansy. Should have just called wow. him Tater. Yeah, or called um, him a human thumb. He, he's just 
he is such a potato. Anyway, um, he decided to have some people on this morning to combat the idea that this terrorist who literally ran below ground to try to run away, took some women and children with him, and then surrounded himself with those same women and children and blew them up too. Yeah. Was not really whimpering and crying because Trump said whimpering and crying. And I'm like, do you really think I care if he was screaming? Do you really think I care whether he actually whimpered or just pissed his pants? No, I don't. This is the dumb. You are literally (laughs) trying to preserve the reputation of a terrorist to own Trump. Like, do you realize how far you've fallen? They don't. They don't. And and they keep going. And hopefully through, I mean, that's, hopefully that's, that's the, 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 the break in the action here that like you can even, even, uh, you know, you grab somebody off the street and you go, hey, do you think this guy, this, you think the leader of ISIS was an austere religious scholar? Hopefully that will be the, the, the other one, the other crack in the facade was when uh, Trump tweeted out the picture of the dog getting the medal from the Daily Wire. And then you had all those you had all those journalists, yeah. supposed journalists, freaking joke, like going, uh, there was no uh, medal ceremony on the schedule today. We don't know. Like they're going to pretend they're they're pretending like they're going to think it's real to like uh, this is a dangerous. Pre- that was it's just so it's a meme. <laughs> and the, and they knew it. And and they're like pretending like they thought it was real just to try to prove a point. And it's like, man, they 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 just don't they don't care. They they don't they they literally they just want to be right so badly. And this whole and impeachment so thing is wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and like literally, I, that's hey, and that's where they've gone they spent, too far. They spent like twenty four hours to try to figure out. What this picture was all about, and Elizabeth Warren puts out the dumbest proposal I have ever seen to fund her stupid Medicare for all yesterday, and we've heard. It's only what? That. How many trillions? Fifty-two, 52 trillion. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. And I, and I thought I thought for the lady that. for the lady who has a plan for everything. When somebody asked her, "Well, you said this could cause a, a job loss of up to two million jobs. Where are those going to work?" you know, who work in the health insurance industry, where are they going to work? She actually said with a straight wonky face, oh, well, they could probably just go work in car insurance or or life insurance or some other kind of insurance. Uh, It's Because why the demand for those products is suddenly going to skyrocket? That's not how any of this works. No, that's just it. They don't don't know how it works. She doesn't even know how insurance works. She's like, listen... For all those people who lose their jobs, what they should do is they should fill out an application uh, and just tell their, their new employer that, that they're an, a Native American, and then they have to get hired as part of a diversity program. There you go. It's it, the, the lack the lack of like real journalism, the lack of any kind of uh, integrity, the lack of any kind of like being inquisitive these they're all just uh the hatred of trump gets the clicks so they do more hatred of trump and then you've got like zero pushback from the people 
uh, on the right even because, you know, they don't want to look into uh, stuff like Ukraine. So it's like this horrible, like who has the most, who has the most power? And then it comes down to, and, and like seriously, like Ann Coulter, I, I keep coming back to this, and that it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. And if you have a, a big segment of the population, the majority of the population who votes one way, no matter what, and they believe all the headlines and they they don't do, you know, they don't have any access to like real news. They're just going to go along with the program. It's like we need we need the wall. We need to, we need voter ID. We need all of this stuff. But it's just my big fear is you've got people like yourself and 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 myself and a bunch of other people on the right who uh you know hopefully are, are open to learning and and all, and all this good stuff i just don't know if there's enough of us like i don't know like like gen z is actually giving me giving me hope well i i you hope know so. i thought i talked to my z's my z and 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 the friends there in um they just flat out say mom this medicare for all thing is crap like they're well, super uh, for, fiscally conservative. They don't have credit cards. Um, most of them that work where he works, they have retirement accounts. They have their health insurance. I mean, it like so different than millennials. And people keep trying to lump them together as like this permanent majority of people who prefer socialism. They don't. That and that might. They also be, don't believe the again, world's going to end in ten years. They have retirement accounts. That might, you know, be the media just going with with that that narrative. Because like it's like with with all the polls when you know it was Hillary versus Trump twenty sixteen. Like oh she's going to win, she's going to win, she's going to win. And then they might the, the other one might be like hey uh, you know these these this this group votes Democrat. This vote group you know this group goes Democrat. I guess we'll see in twenty twenty. But I. I Here's what I look forward to. I look forward to uh, the results. I, I really, there, there's a part of me that thinks, okay, well, you know, it'll be a landslide election. It'll be a red wave. We'll take back the house, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then the, there's the other part of me that's like, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. That just thinks there's going to be so many dumb people. There's just going to be so many dumb people voting. I can remember being in Los Angeles and my neighbor was this immigrant and he had voted for Obama because he he literally thought uh, that you would get free health care. I had to vote. I had to vote for Obama. I need the health care. And I'm like, well, do you have health care? Well, no. But now you have to buy it. Yeah. So it looks like he was lying. Welcome yeah, to America. Exactly. But like he bought the whole thing, like hook, line, and sinker. You can either buy it through taxes, which will be way more expensive, or you can just buy it on the market, which is the better way to do it, dude. Promise. So anyway, but like, look at what a huge, what, what a huge mistake that was. What a giant mistake that was. However, there was enough people gullible who were like, "Wow, if I vote for this guy, I'm going to get free health care. I'm in." And I think. That's what, uh, obviously, not obviously, but it, apparently that's what the Democrats are, are banking on. And that's why, where did I make the joke recently oh, I, of uh, Republican welcome centers at the border? Like, 
that's what they that's what we should do is have these like well you know hey uh why are you here oh i need amnesty they they'll kill me in my home country okay well we're gonna get you to where you need to go we're gonna get you the help you need we're the republican party and we need your help in the future and like if we started convincing a bunch of immigrants to vote conservative i tell you what the democrats would want a wall the democrats would want a wall exactly that's okay um nancy pelosi had the no shit sherlock moment yesterday well that we've we've taken a left turn but go ahead she actually said well we were talking about free stuff right yeah, she actually, yeah. in, an, in an interview, I don't know, I think she might be shooting, I, I, I think she might be the one appointed to shoot Liz Warren and, and Bernie Sanders. But she basically said she is very concerned that Medicare for All, Green New Deal are too far left and going to cost the Democrats the election. Well, She uh, said that yeah. in an interview, and I'm like, no shit, Sherlock, too late. We have tons of campaign video, and they even pulled Joe Biden in that direction. Like, you have no moderate left. Yeah, and it, it's funny. Uh, she's been, Nancy's been around the block. She's been around the block. Uh, Why did you wait so long to say something? We've been telling you for three years. All you're going to have to do is not be crazy. It is. It, it's funny. That that she, you know she's saying it now. I, I I really think like behind the scenes she was like, hey you guys, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. But the far left and you know and the kids with the big Twitter accounts, the squad and everything, they're mm-hmm. the that's the real leadership. Like Nancy is a is a crafty old broad, and she kept it together for as long as she could. And then finally to keep her position of power, she's like, okay, okay, let's try it. Let's impeach. We'll do that. Yep, you can run. Yep, you'll be the presidential. You know, we'll support you the whole nine yards. And they're just going bonkers. They're just going bonkers. And now it's a little bit of an I told you so. And I find it interesting that Obama is doing it too. Obama's out there talking about, hey, this cancel culture thing. uh, You guys, that's that's not activism. That's not activism. So he's trying to throw some cold water on him. On, a, on him as the well. man who talked about all those people who cling to their religions and their gu- their religion and their guns and don't like people who look different than them. Dude, you start woke, you can just shut up. Yeah, that's what I have to say to Barack Obama. That's what, and that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Nancy, Nancy, maybe sees some handwriting on the walls. I find it. I don't know. I, I vacillate back and forth. I, I love that oh. Trump is making a, you know, his fundraising is off the chart, is off the chart. And you have people now calling up the GOP going, hey, I don't want this money to go to the GOP. I want this money to go to the Trump campaign. I want it, somebody needs to assure me that I'm not just going for some kind of douchey candidate who won't support the president. Right. Well, it's interesting because yeah. I... I put out a little Twitter poll, and they're not scientific. But over half the people who responded in 24 hours don't think we have the Democratic nominee in the race yet. I think... I don't know. Who else can they bring out? I really really believe it now. I don't don't think Michelle Obama's going to jump in. I really don't think it's going to... Michelle Obama, like her recent speeches, they all sound like Kamala Harris. They're snotty. They're like... You go, girl. 
and well, they're all really full of identity politics. I mean, there's but that's who she is. That's who yeah, she is. Yeah, but she hit it while she was first lady. All this for a flag. All this for a flag. Yeah, she's. Listen. She hates this country. I, I don't think she's a big fan. <laughs> I don't no, think she's no. a big fan. Hillary keeps yammering though, and Fox News. Did you see the Fox News troll today? Mm-mm. Fifty percent of Democrats said if Michelle Obama got in the race, they would absolutely vote for her. Twenty-seven percent said they would absolutely vote for Hillary Clinton. So basically, if Hillary got into the Democratic primary today, she would be either first or second. Well, she wants to so bad. I think so, but I I think she's also surrounded by people who listen. Your legacy is so jacked up already. Your legacy is so jacked up already. You don't want to be the O for three chick. You just you don't want to go down in history as the O for three. You don't want to be the Buffalo Bills. You don't want to be the <laughs> Buffalo Bills of presidential. You don't want to be <laughs> right. You, you don't want to be the the Minnesota Vikings of presidential candidates. Like because right now, that Oprah. I don't think Oprah's going to do it. Well, I, I, that's, a, that's a terrifying notion. I don't think Oprah would do it either. I, something, maybe she, first of all, she has to come out of the closet as, you know, I, I, whatever. Whatever's going on in her life, whatever reason that Oprah doesn't marry Stedman, whatever Oprah has got going on in the background, there's something that she doesn't want out. Maybe she doesn't, I, I've always felt that about her. Like she's a really, I think Oprah's a cool chick. I think she's she's tried to do a lot of good in this world. She's done a lot, you know. Hey, let's read, let's do the book club, all of it. Like I got no beef with Oprah, but I think that there, there's something in her private life that she does not want out. Uh, she doesn't want to share. She doesn't want to share. Uh, if, if who? So I don't think. Listen, Hillary can't do it again. She, oh, she, she could. I mean, she could, yeah, but man, uh, something's wrong with her. Something. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget she's got some serious health issues. That weird Dude. cough and the fainting spells and the all of that. She's also got like some mental issues at this point. She sees Russians everywhere. We can't have someone like that, like commander in chief of the army. I and there's there's another one back to the the media of it all. Like when when Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, gets called out, hey, she's a Russian asset. I think the Russian, like, what in the, what are you talking about, lady? Like, what are you talking about? Did did you see the stealth correction? No. By the New York Times? Oh, she didn't say Russian. She said Tulsi was being groomed as a Republican asset to run as a third party. It's, it's just, it's, it's staggering. It's staggering. It's, and here's the other we can all hear what she said. Uh, yeah, and then the other one, like, I, I, I keep going back to there was a dude, I think he was from Illinois or something, and he was elected to Congress, and he painted his office, and it cost him like 200 bucks, yeah. and he painted it to be like Downton Abbey, and because it was like a horrible misuse, of, that guy retired. That guy, and it was a huge story. It was a huge story at the time. And yep. then you've got... Well, he was a Republican. Like, yeah. 
And then you've got Katie Hill uh, going on. And I saw a couple pictures. Like, she's combing. She's brushing somebody's hair. And she's naked. And I guess there's another picture out. Sitting on a hotel chair. I mean, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that has all the hallmarks. That's juicy right there. That is juicy. Like, that's got politics. It's got sex. It's got hot girl-on-girl action. And, like, you don't see anything other than, oh, she gave a farewell speech, and it was super brave. And it was super brave. Nothing brave about it. She got caught. Yeah. Like, it's against the house rules to have affairs with people on your staff. If you get caught, you're going to undergo an ethics investigation and you may well be forced to resign. It just so happened she's a woman. Yeah. Well, but it was actually kind of it was actually kind of sad because somebody took a picture of the dog, photoshopped it where the girl who getting her hair brushed was, and That's people hilarious. tweeted it. People That's tweeted hilarious. it and got their accounts locked because Twitter is now like calling it revenge porn. Oh, come on. That's just Swear to funny. God. So she's Swear sitting to God. On, she's sitting on the hotel chair brushing the dog. Brushing that's Conan's hilarious. hair. Yep. Yep. That's, that's hilarious. And People I gotta have a sense of humor, man. This stuff is just depressing. <laughs> it's it's too like great. if you can't laugh. Yeah, then we're did done. Did you see no, this is the best. Elizabeth Warren now has a meme team. Oh god. <laughs> There's wow. like this was the best thing I've ever seen. There's like a 25 tweet thread talking about the importance of memeing in a political in a political campaign. Like if you have to explain the importance, you can't meme. Yeah. Oh, the meme team. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what kind of gems they come up with. I'm on Elizabeth Warren's meme team. What do you think about this one, Elizabeth? This is this is this uh, tested as if it uh, were funny. It has a high capacity for humor. Okay, they actually guys. had their best shot at a meme at the end of the thread. What was and it? Was it? A bunch, it was like a medieval army climbing over a wall, and it's like memes, selfies, like do this stuff kind of thing. And I'm like, all I did was take the the short clip of her in the gay pride parade with the rainbow boa on looking completely stiff and inauthentic and put it over their meme and said, I win. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. You guys suck at this. You just suck. <laughs> Let them continue. Yeah. Okay. That was a fantastic, fantastic show. We are, we're set up now. We got, we got a, we got a home base. Everything's going on. Uh, there'll be some shows around New York. Don't forget about the show if you're listening in the Chicagoland area, uh, November 24th. More stuff to announce uh, coming up. It's all good. It's all good. You guys are the best. And for uh, the the Patreons, for the people on Patreon, uh, now I have now that I have a home base. You got some T-shirts coming. I'm going to be reaching out. I'm going to be reaching out. I'm going to get email addresses. I'm going to be getting home addresses. I'm going to be taking sizes and colors. And so uh, so soon, you will be rocking the free, that's right, free sweet-ass T-shirt. You guys are the best. TheLoftestParty.com. We will talk to you 
next week.